Hey, where are you going, Jim? The elevator's over here. Taking the stairs. But our meeting's up on 8. Yeah, I know. But that's eight floors up. That's like eight times eight. I don't A lot of stairs. That's the point. I've already lost a few pounds and earned almost $100 in wellness incentives. Whoa, you're getting rewarded for working out? Yeah, I know. I'm just as surprised as you are, Bob. Fearless is full of surprises. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits and sign up at fepblue.org slash choose blue by December 11th. Locked On Dolphins, your daily podcast on the Miami Dolphins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Dolphins, and welcome in to the Thursday, August the 31st, game day edition of the Locked On Dolphins podcast. I am your host, Travis Wingfield, and I'm here to bring you your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football. On today's show, Joe Hayden, cornerback from the Cleveland Browns, released and signs immediately, but not with Miami. We'll talk about that for a second. A brief preview of the four, week four preseason meeting in Minnesota. And lastly, we stroll down memory lane visiting the ghost of training camps past. But before we get into all of that, you guys know the drill. I have to remind you to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. Drop me a five-star rating, write me a nice review, and follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnFins. And don't forget to check out the entire family of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network, including the Locked On NFL Podcast and the Locked On Heat Podcast for your national and local coverage of your favorite teams. Lastly, follow me on Twitter at WingfieldNFL and check out my personal website, thirdand10.com, talking about college quarterbacks this week as the college season gets set to kick off, as well as some potential options for the Dolphins if quarterback becomes something the Dolphins have to address this offseason. So all of that on the website, much, much more. But you are here for the Dolphins of the Locked On Dolphins podcast. And the first thing I want to get to in today's show is talk about Joe Hayden because that was a big point of contention for Dolphins fans on Twitter yesterday. He was cut early in the morning and then there was some news about him making some visits to some teams that were interested, Miami being one of them. Cornerback needy teams like the New Orleans Saints, Kansas City Chiefs, Oakland Raiders, they were the ones pressing around. The Dolphins got in on the sweepstakes, but... It was short-lived as he signed with the Steelers as he met the team before their preseason game tonight and came up with a contract, a large one, three years, $27 million for a guy that has been, he hasn't been effective. He's had concussion issues. He had a leg injury. So the Dolphins, I don't think we're ever going to spend that much money. I think people just kind of linked his name to the, the team because that is a position that has struggled in camp and in the preseason and any years past too. So Joe Hayden was a potential option to come in and replace someone like Byron Maxwell because he's on a big contract and has had a very, very up and down, you know, 2016 season with the Dolphins and then not playing at the end of the year. I think that rubbed a lot of the staff the wrong way because his injury was not thought to be that serious, but it kept him out for over a month, including a playoff game in Pittsburgh. So you can't do that. You can't rely on that kind of guy. I think the Dolphins want to get out from Byron Maxwell sooner than later. So Joe Hayden was just kind of the next name in line. And without Tony Lippett healthy this year, they, they are really stuck with just Alteron Werner and Cordrea Tankersley, a street free agent that, you know, kind of busted out in Tampa Bay and a third round rookie. Not really an ideal 
cornerback duo to compete for the job alongside Xavier Howard last year, second round pick. But Joe Hayden not coming to Miami, signs with the Pittsburgh Steelers, gets a chance to beat his former team twice a year and play for a team that's probably, you know, definitely a lot closer to a Super Bowl than the Miami Dolphins are. So no Joe Hayden, but let's get into the a brief preview here of the Vikings game in Minnesota at 8 o'clock Eastern. The Dolphins will wrap up the preseason looking to even the record at 2-2. Two and two. Not that it matters, but that's where they are. And as the team goes into Minnesota, all the starters and all the, the reliable guys we know that are going to be counted on throughout the season are going there for basically a little fun vacation. And I know Minnesota's not the most you know ideal vacation spot, but that's what they're going to have to settle for at this point. And I just want to point out a few names to watch because results or even individual efforts, they really... Something major has to happen for these this game to have a major impact on the roster decisions that the Dolphins are going to make because they're playing a bunch of guys that are also going to be cut and you know third, four-string guys that are going to be working for UPS or insurance companies here in a couple of weeks. So it's really hard to take this game seriously. That's why I'm not doing a full episode preview. I'm just going to run over some names I think you guys should look at and just kind of keep an eye on as a couple of guys try to solidify their roster spot or maybe even fall off and lose their roster spot because... I would say there's probably four, five, or six roster spots up for grab, and the rest are already pretty well spoken for at this point. And I'm not going to get into the specialists because I don't really know how to evaluate Matt Dar versus Matt Hack, the backup punter or the the other punter on the roster. So, forgetting specialists, just the players to focus on. I'm going in chronological order based on offensive positions that I go off of. So, the running back that I want to look at is Sonoris Perry. He's been a he's been a mention on the show with you know Kevin Dern when he was a guest on and before that I talked about his success in that Baltimore game. I think if they keep a fourth running back, it's going to be Sonoris Perry or someone they bring in from an outside team. So he's someone to watch as someone that could get maybe 15, 20 carries in this game and really try to earn his spot there on the roster. Wide receiver, I've been talking about him since the 99-yard touchdown catch he made in the Atlanta game. Demora Stringfellow, guy got kicked out of University of Washington, went to Old Miss and was a big play specialist at Old Miss. Dropped a lot of balls, but he's been pretty consistent at catching the football and, and getting open and creating separation here in Miami. Offensive guard, fifth-round pick, Isaac Asiata, the big one, I think. He needs to have a good showing in this game to earn his spot as the 52nd, 53rd type of 8th or ninth or 10th offensive lineman they keep on the roster because he's had a, a bad camp, a bad preseason, showed up overweight, just not been a good stretch for him with the Dolphins so far. He'll probably get a lot of playing time, and, and you hope to see him play well. The next guy that I have on my list is... He's on the team. He's going to make the roster, but I just want to see him get some pass rush or some pressure on the quarterback because Charles Harris hasn't done a lot of that this preseason and watching the Vikings play the Niners last week, their starting tackles really struggled in that game. They struggled to keep Sam Bradford upright. I have to imagine Case Keenum starts this game and the he'll have a second unit offensive line there as well. So it's important to see if Charles Harris can create pressure on some backups and prove that he's going to be that, you know, the rush specialist, the fourth quarter closer that we hope he can be in his rookie year. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org catalyst. List. Moving back in the defense to the linebackers, a couple of guys I want to look at. Pretty much all the the reserve slash you know fringe roster guys are the ones that I'm going to look at. 
and they got to earn their money on special teams. But this linebacking unit, with the lack of depth that it has right now, you're probably going to see a couple of these guys get a chance to crack, you know, the, not the starting lineup, but even some sub packages and get onto the field on defense a little bit. And that's Mike Hole, Chase Allen, and Brandon Watts are the ones I want to keep an eye on. Deion Lacey as well. I mean, they really all factor into it, but just kind of keep an eye on the linebackers, see who sticks out, see who plays at a, a faster speed than the rest of these guys because in this preseason game, you want to see guys that flash because you should be able to pick out an NFL-worthy player on a game in a game like this. It's like watching college ball. You know, if you watched Miles Garrett last year when they would play some lower-level SEC team, you would see Miles Garrett pop out on tape because he belongs at a higher level than that. So you hope for some of that this week. I want to see Chase Allen show up like that, maybe Mike Hole, Deion Lacey, one of those guys. Moving back to the secondary, cornerback Cordrea Tankersley, he, he's got a chance to get into the starting lineup, I think, a lot sooner than we anticipated this season with the uncertainty of Byron Maxwell. Alteron Verner is also probably ahead of him at this point, but he could earn his way into some reps if he if he continues to progress and play well in his limited time as well as shows up in practice. And then moving on down the depth chart, seeing some guys that are, could be competing for a job with special teams as well as the back end of the cornerback rotation. Lafayette Pitts and Torrey McTire have both been pretty good this preseason, particularly on special teams in that area. And speaking of special teams, the two safeties I want to keep an eye on, I've been talking about them all camp, all preseason. Maurice Smith and A.J. Hendy, the two safeties that have tandem have put together a good tandem on the backup end when the Dolphins go into the third four string guys on defense but they've also been good on special teams keep an eye out for them I think one of those guys is going to have a chance to get some serious playing time if Nate Allen doesn't step his game up during the TJ McDonald suspension so Sonoris Perry, Demora Stringfellow, Isaac Asiata, Charles Harris, Mike Hole, Deion Lacey, Chase Allen, Brandon Watts, Cordray Tankersley, Lafayette Pitts, Torrey McTire, AJ Smith, excuse me, Maurice Smith, and AJ Hendy, the names to watch for tonight's game against the Vikings. Again, that's 8 o'clock Eastern in Minnesota, and the Dolphins wrap up the preseason just 10 days away from opening day, guys, when the the Dolphins will welcome in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for September the 10th, week one at Hard Rock Stadium, 1 o'clock Eastern in Miami. Speaking of that game, if you're going to be in Miami for the season opener against Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Check out bus.com. What is bus.com? They are launching a shuttle service that takes you from Miami Beach to Hard Rock Stadium on game day. They are offering a $5 introductory round trip price for week one against Tampa Bay Buccaneers. These coach buses are air conditioned and there are bathrooms on board from Miami Beach to Hard Rock Stadium. Traffic, parking, designated drivers, all things of the past with bus.com. You and your friends can be treated like VIPs and be dropped off right at the front gate. Not going to be in Miami Beach? Need a different stop on the way back home? Well, you can request a new route or a new stop through our website at bus.com. And there's also an app, and it puts you in contact with other riders on bus.com. That's bus.com, $5 round-trip introductory price for week one, September 10, against Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's bus.com. Skip traffic, skip parking, and get to the game for the low, low price of $5. All right, this next segment is something I was kind of kicking around throughout the week. You know, I told you guys I didn't really want to talk about the preseason game too much. I just think it's somewhat irrelevant. But I was kind of thinking about some topic ideas. Next week, we're going to have a whole thing about predictions for the season, you know, player stats, the Dolphins record. Can we surpass last year's 10-win mark? Will we come up short? What's going to happen with Jay Cutler? All that stuff. I'm also working on a very special guest for either Monday or Tuesday's show, and I'll let you guys know who that is on the day of the show. So keep an eye out for that. But this segment that I wanted to get into today was kicking around the idea of conventional wisdom and what we think we know and how that will really change in a year from now. I mean, that's the the beauty of the NFL. You know, so many things change. Nothing is ever the same. 
you can never predict exactly what's going to happen. So last year we signed Mario Williams this time, even week one, he has a big game against the Seahawks. Where is he now? He's out of football. So something like that, several things like that will happen. You're not going to have the same starting lineup today as you do in December. So what are some of the storylines we were looking at at this time last year or the year before or even 2014? And what are some of those storylines that we will change from this year going into 2018? So 2016, I mentioned Mario Williams. That was my bullet point for this for that year. You signed this guy to replace Olivier Vernon, or at least gave you some of the production. Didn't really work out. Him and Jason Jones were in that same mold. So we thought that we got away from Olivier Vernon at the right time because of the contract, and that's probably true, but you probably should have signed him before the season or before he even got to the contract, or to the end of his contract, rather, in Miami. So Mario Williams was a 2016 surprise for what we thought we knew and what we were wrong on. Going back to 2015, 2014, Brent Grimes was coming off of a sensational year his first with the Dolphins, and he was just a lockdown corner that year. Lots of interceptions, returned to the house for touchdowns. Big-time player for Brent Grimes. And then 2015 comes around, and he gets eaten alive in a variety of coverages by a variety of receivers. Can't stay on his feet, misses tackles, gets beat deep by Sammy Watkins all year long, or the two games against the Bills, I should say. So Brent Grimes was the big disappointment, the big fall-off. And he kind of rebounds last year for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but he hits that age where he's getting older, and we thought he was going to possibly be here longer than that. Well, that did not happen. He was a washout that year. And that brings you to 2014, another washout that we were all excited about, or at least you know some Dolphins fans were, and that was Bill Lazor, the guy that brought in the read option, the, the, the run-pass options and all the different stuff, the shotgun, the hurry-up, and the quick offense, and the quick strike. And he was a, for lack of a better term, kind of a stubborn head or a stubborn offensive coordinator that wouldn't let Ryan Tannehill have his options of changing the play at the line of scrimmage or, or getting into to a new play or, or discussing the game plan before the game. So Bill Lazor, we thought he was going to be here long-term, or at least I, I recall several Dolphins fans feeling that way, and he completely washed out. So who is going to be that for 2017? You know, we had Arian Foster last year was another good example. He was gone after six games. So who is going to be, what are the, the main changes going to be that no one really expects to happen or that at least aren't at the front of the expectations for big change in 2018. You know, I mentioned Byron Maxwell earlier. I think he's a really good or obvious option for that choice. You could look at Mike Pouncey as a guy they want to get out from under his contract when, if he can't stay healthy again for yet another season, he's owed big dollars. But who are some of the other guys that might pop up as disappointments or even surprises in that sense? At the front of my list, should be no surprise to you guys, Julius Thomas, the tight end brought over from Denver and Jacksonville most previously to reunite with Adam Gaze and try to add that seam stretching slash three by one set where he's on the weak side of the formation, try to add that element back to the offense. But he looks like Jordan Cameron 2.0. I think that he could even be your Arian Foster this year and a guy that doesn't even finish the season. Jordan Cameron's another good example that doesn't even finish the season and gets cut or is hurt or by some, by some way he's not on the roster by the end of this thing. The next one I'm going to throw out for you guys, and the last disappointment I'm going to throw out for you guys is one that will probably catch some flack, but that's okay. I'm used to it. Nothing new, really. Uh, Devontae Parker has drawn a lot of positive attention his way, and rightfully so. He's been awesome in the preseason. He's looked good in camp, according to all the reports. But is he a guy that could potentially fall off or get hurt again and kind of lack that professionalism that we've seen in the first two years of his career and not live up to the hype that we are all expecting? You know, Right now, people are expecting him to kind of take over the number one spot from Jarvis Landry. Well, Jarvis Landry plays with a chip on his shoulder and has that alpha personality that won't let that happen. So 
what if that is all a farce and it doesn't come true? So in a year from now, are we talking about Devontae Parker the same way we're talking about him this August? I think that's something to keep an eye on and something that could be interesting. As far as surprises go, I'm going to go with a little bit of a curveball, and it kind of goes against what I've been saying this offseason or throughout the, the time that I've hosted this show. You know, we have some good defensive tackles in Dominic and Sue. Devon Godshow is showing up, and Jordan Phillips is surprising, or supposedly having the best camp of his life, quote-unquote, according to him. But a guy that I thought has played pretty well and made a lot of noise is Vincent Taylor. And I could see him getting himself into a position where he is, you know, going into 2018 offseason, the guy that we're talking about as the, you know, three technique slash one technique slash two eye technique off the outside shoulder of the center, inside shoulder of the guard there on the right side of the defensive line. Is he a guy that could step up and become the next, you know, supporter next to Ndamukong Sue, the next guy that fills that role and, and is the guy that can contribute from there like players have not been able to since Ndamukong Sue got here. All right, guys, that's the podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a rating and review. Check out the other Locked On Sports podcasts for all your local and national coverage of your favorite teams. Follow me on Twitter at WingfieldNFL and check out thirdand10.com. We'll be back on Monday for another edition of the Locked On Dolphins podcast, your daily dose of Dolphins football. Fins up. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.